Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everyone, to the wild card edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast, Solomon Wilcox. Uh, Adam Pacman Jones couldn't be with us today, but it's okay. We got the de- defensive backfield covered because former <laughs> Cincinnati Bengal defensive back E.T., Eric E.T. Thomas joining us on the show. E, what's up with you, baby? How you doing? Bingo, bingo. bingo. <laughs> hey, I know you got to be excited. You and I were on the field. The last time the Bengals won a playoff game back in 1990, we were playing the Houston Oilers. Everybody know now we won that game 41 to 14. Yeah. And you and I had been saying, hey, man, we got to put an end of this. This, this has got to be over. We had asked uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, to put an end to it. Joe Burrow and the guys have put an end to it. And that's exactly what they did. I know you were down at the stadium. Yeah. Kind of give me a flavor for what the atmosphere was like and, what was it like when they finally clinched the victory, beating the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday? I tell you what, so man, uh, you know, I've been out of many games. You know, uh, I went down several years ago when they played the Seattle Seahawks. That's when Seattle was really hot. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson and all the guys were still there. Uh, they just came up the Super Bowl, and uh, I tell you what, being down there, man, I think the I think they said they had sixty six thousand seven seventy two or something like that. It was the biggest crowd ever I'd ever seen, Saul. But I tell you what, I, I I think back to our days when we played in the in the jungle and how exciting it was. It was electric, man. I mean, it was electric. I mean, it was it was a, the atmosphere that I'd never seen at Paul Brown uh, before. I mean, they they've had exciting games, but nothing like that. Uh, it was refreshing to see the fans really bring that energy and really help the team out. It was fantastic. Now I got to let everybody know that today's episode is uh, brought to them by. Believe and Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march toward the playoff and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action in 2022. In the new year and the new updated desktop and mobile website, um, all you got to do is just sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. 
Better getting back. Bengals, baby. Better That's right. Better. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, you and I, we were feeling good going into this game. Again, the Bengals come away a winner over the Raiders, 26 to 19. Joe Burrow didn't have one of those spectacular games, E.T., but I thought it was a clean game. I thought it was a smart game, 244 yards, two touchdowns, but he didn't turn it over. And even though we knew they they could rush the quarterback, he took care of the football. Maybe that was the most important thing about his performance. It was. You know, you know we talked about how the Raiders played defense. And when a team plays a, a cover four, cover three type shell, they're not going to give you the opportunity to throw it over their heads very often. So Joe Burrow had to come out and play that kind of game. And you got to give him a lot of credit. He's the kind of quarterback this year has made a lot of huge plays. So the temptation to just throw it up is there. But you, as you saw him, take what they give you. Uh, I think that he understands how to play the game. He's understanding how to play and how to take care of the football. We can touchdowns are great. Take care of that football. Errant throws and putting the ball on the ground can't do it. And he's he, he's playing that kind of football. If he does that, they're gonna they, they're gonna be they're gonna be reckoned with. I believe. Okay, et. Hey, real something's happening where your your audio is popping high and then it's coming back low. Uh, is there a tightening? Something needs to be tightened or something. Are you touching something as you're do as you're let talking? Let me see here. It was okay. It's just that it started getting hot and was getting really high, and uh, for whatever reason, for it's, it was popping high and then popping back low. No, I, I just need a little bit closer. Okay. How's that? And, and you maybe don't bang the the desk or whatever. Maybe that was activating it. I don't know. Yeah, I, might, I might have touched something. Probably. Yeah. It just. And we'll just pick up where we left off there. We'll edit everything. Okay. So it'll be okay. All right. Yeah. Five, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what about Joe Burrow? I believe, ET, that he pumped out and faked out the officials big time. Because that's <laughs> why I think they blew that whistle, even though the ball was in the air. I think Joe Burrow acted like he was going to run out of bounds. And he stopped immediately and threw, threw the ball over to Tyler Boyd. The defensive back stopped. I believe some of the players stopped. The official act like he was going to go out of bounds. And at the last minute, he kind of blew the whistle in an uncertain way. Not sure if Joe really went out of bounds. But talk to me about what you saw happen. You were down at the stadium because it looked like Joe faked everybody out. He he wanted them to think he was going out of bounds. Then he just came up and threw it. It's what allowed Tyler Boyd to get separation and make the catch. Not the fact that the whistle was blown late. Players are always taught to play through the whistle anyway. Right. But right. I, I thought he was open because Joe did a really good job of faking out the coverage, but he also faked out the ref. Well, I tell you what, so as we watched the play in, at the game, it was so loud. And as you remember, he was getting chased, so the fans were were getting antsy. So the, the, cr the crowd noise went up. It looked like nothing happened. We just It just looked like it was a normal play. After Tyler Boyd caught the football, we still didn't know what the discussion was about. We thought maybe it was about the fact he might have stepped out of bounds and not the fact that the referee blew the whistle because, as I said, at the stadium, it was so loud that you couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear anything. So we thought that it was just a routine play. We didn't know until we – I was in the suite, so I looked up at the TV and I saw the referees discussing something. And at that point, that's when we found out that they were talking about the uh, inadvertent whistle. Uh, but – at the game, man, it was just so electric. We thought that the play was good. Nothing happened until we start, until we saw the referee conference. You know, I was told by some of the people who were there that it was as loud 
as as those '88 games that we used to play. It was, and, it was. and that the, uh, the, the that it really impacted the game, and maybe that was one of the plays that it impacted. Talk to me how you think it impacted Derek Carr because I thought when Trey Hendrickson sacked and stripped him of the fumble earlier, we were able to turn it in, into um, some points and get a touchdown. It ended up being ten nothing lead. We took a ten nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that really did help us. But also late in the game with Jermaine Pratt, where it looked like they were uh, the Raiders were going down to tie the game. They needed a touchdown to tie it in the final minutes. It looked like the place was rocking. And it looked like Derek Carr and the offense was just a little bit off their game because of the crowd noise. And then Jermaine Pratt put the game on ice with the game-winning interception. Um, how did you see those, those moments unfolding at the end of the game? Well, you're absolutely right. You know, it seems like, you know, obviously with the Bengals pressure, Henderson coming like he, the way he was, and the crowd noise did have an effect on, on Carr. He wasn't as sharp as he had been in, in, in the week before uh, against the Chargers. So the Bengals... Defense did a good job, but the crowd noise definitely had their offense off tick just a little bit. On that last drive, the crowd was electric. I mean, the, the fact that he was actually able to make some plays, the crowd was absolutely electric. Uh, and as he started getting closer down the, to the end zone, you could see the energy going up. I told someone in, in, in the booth, I said, hey, someone's got to make a play. Someone's got to make a play because, you know, when, when, when they're driving, someone's got to step up. Jermaine Pratt, man, he's a dude, man. He is yeah. a dude. He's a very good football player. If you remember, he's the guy that forced a fumble uh, against Minnesota to for the, for, the, for the Bengals to get the ball back and go down and score and win that Week game. One. So, yeah. uh, they got some guys, and I think Jermaine Pratt, man, he seems like he understands that when a play has to be made, he finds a way to put himself in position. It was fantastic, man. Best atmosphere uh, probably ever for Paul Brown Stadium. I will say this. Uh, legends are born in the postseason Jermaine, Jermaine Pratt won't be having to pay for his drinks in Cincinnati anymore. He, he, right. he, if, he <laughs> if he if he's in the restaurant when I'm there, that meal's oh, taken care of. <laughs> yeah, you're, Jermaine Pratt ain't paying for nothing for a while around here, my man. That, That's right. that was a big time play. Hey, listen, Cincinnati Bengals now got to go down to Nashville, take Woo. on King Henry and that juggernaut of Tennessee Titans offense. And get this, I just received news. Larry Ogunjobi, broken foot, out for the year. Mike Daniels, the other defensive tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, he tore his growing. He's out, won't be able to play. Um, Trey Hedrickson, he's in concussion protocol. We expect him to make it back. The interior part of the defensive line, we got DJ Reader. Okay, but we're missing our depth. They're looking for guys as we speak. Wow. So I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm really worried. Talk to me about your concerns and what we have to do to, to be able to win this game. Well, when you hear that, that is concerned because, you know, you think about Derrick Henry running the ball inside. Uh, they run the ball inside. The, I think the advantage for the Bengals is that Derrick Henry's coming back. And you know, as any football player, NFL player, when, you, when you've missed uh, an extended period of time, you come back, you're not going to be as sharp. Uh, running backs – or are, are, are like that more than anyone else. So I think when he comes back, if they can control him early in the game, don't let him, you know, squeak out and get some 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 squeak runs, and they can control him early, I think they'll be fine. I think the Bengals, man, have done a really good job, Solomon, of, of finding a way to fortify their talent and keep young players coming in. Even though it seems like some of these players are young, unheard of, for this particular defense, 
they plug him in and they play well. DJ Reed is a big time player inside. Any player that's going to be playing next to him, he's going to know you got to step up because DJ is going to do his part. Um, I think that their linebackers, they need to get the get the heavy hat. Mm-hmm. Get the heavy hat. Because I'm telling you right now, they're going to try to run the ball. Uh, you know, Tennessee is a very physical football team, and they're a big team. And they and they pride themselves on being big and physical. So this is one of those games with the cooler weather. They're going to try to establish that running game. The Bills got to step up on that and make Tannehill be the guy. You know, you know, like I know, he's been in the league a number of years. He's not, he's a good NFL quarterback. He's not great. He's not a game winner. He's a game manager. So they have to make sure that Tannehill's in a position to manage the game. You played cornerback in this league. You, you've gone to Pro Bowls as a cornerback in this league. What do the Cincinnati Bengals corners, what are the challenges when taking on someone like A.J. Brown? This is a big physical dude who's strong. And, oh, by the way, Julio Jones is back. Yep. Yep. It's a great, big challenge. As you know, I've had concerns about the Bengals corners. I didn't know if, if AJ if, if Apple could hold up. Eli Apple could hold up. Been been playing good football. This week, that, that Brown kid, man, this dude is a real deal. I saw a game, Solomon, he was standing next to uh, uh, the running back. He's the same size. He's the same size as the running back. So this is going to be one of those situations where, you know, they, they're going to have to, those corners are going to be up against it. We've seen games in the past where teams have just thrown the ball up. The Chargers threw the ball up against the Bengals for a 50-50 ball. They're going to do the same thing with, this, with these big receivers, and the Bengals secondary has to get ready for it. The safeties in this game are going to be, 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 be big. The run game and the pass game are going to be, be big for the safeties in this game. If their safeties, Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates, play well, they should, they should be able to do well in the secondary in this game. So here's what I'm predicting. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals offense has to come out on fire. Yep. And here's, here's the reason why I'm saying this. Imagine the Bengals go down to Nashville and bang, touchdown, first drive. Bang, another touchdown, first drive, or at least 10 to 14 points early. Yep. yep. As much as Mike Vrabel wants to stick with the run game, you can't do that in the playoff game. That's right. You're looking at that scoreboard, you're down by 14 points. That's right. And now what that does, it saves us from being light in the box with our defensive line and not, they won't be able to lean on us as much in the run game when they're having to chase points on the scoreboard. So, but with that said, here's what the Bengals offense is facing. If you thought the Raiders pass rush was going to be a challenge, this dude, Jeffrey Simmons, number 98 for the Tennessee Titans. He's he's a guy that, he, he just wrecked the Rams when they played yeah. them on Sunday he night. people over. And then Denitro, uh, Denitri, uh, I'm sorry, Denico Archery. He's the defensive lineman also on that defensive line for the Tennessee Titans. So they get, they've got big bodies that can get a push. But their secondary, Kevin Byer, one of the best safeties no in doubt. all no the doubt. NFL. He doesn't oh, get oh. Enough, enough talk, but trust me. And then they've got Christian Folk. You may not remember him, but he's a young corner. Went to LSU with Jamar Chase and with Joe Burrow. Okay, good young cornerback. And then Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins on the back end. So I I think this is a better defense when it comes to a pass rush coverage combination than the ones uh, that the Bengals just faced last week in the Las Vegas Raiders. No doubt about it. And you know that Brable comes from New England. He comes from that, that, that train of thought. They run the zone blitz just like New England does. It's the same type of defense. 
We ran the same defense. It's complicated for young quarterbacks to figure it out. So this is going to be a, a real test for Joe Burrow because I don't know if he's quite seen what they're going to do mm -hmm. schematically on defense. And then when you have those big players that you talked about pushing up inside, it's going to make a big difference. Joe Burrow is going to have to really, really play. This is what going to have to be his best game all year, I think, because I think that the chess match that he's going to play with their defense and how they're going to and, – and, and the push that they're going to get inside, he's going to have to be very wary of that. I say this. The way that their defense functions, they leave their guys out there on some, on some islands. So there's going to be some opportunities. They're going to get opportunities in this game and some one-on-ones that they did not get against the Raiders because the Raiders didn't play like that schematically. So just like you said, I think if they come out and, and Tennessee offers up those opportunities and they can get a, a, a touchdown 10-point, 14-point lead, it can take pressure off of their defense and, and, and have them lean more on their pass rush and not so much on their, on, on their rush defense. Uh, I think that's a great point. I believe, Solomon, that that's what's going to happen because the Bengals can move the ball on anybody. We know that. If Joe Burrow can figure out the, 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 the chess match early about yeah. how they're going to try to affect how he plays and he can settle down, I think they have a great, great opportunity to win this game, man. There will come a time when you're going to have to tackle Derrick Henry. That's and right. Remember, and you remember what Coach LeBeau and Sam Weiss used to say to us? Say, man, it's kind of like going to the dentist. It's going to hurt, but you got to go anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> so, go, right. hey, whatever you do, don't go reaching. If you go tackle him, what if, what's going to happen if you go reaching like this to tackle him? Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We've <laughs> seen that. We've okay. seen him do that. He's going to give you one of those. If you reach out to tackle that guy, all you're going to get is this. Boom. That's going to be a nice little stiff jab in terms of that stiff arm. He's going to put you on your back. But when you watch Tennessee, Solomon, they just do it by committee. Even though Derrick Henry's been out, they've still been running the football. That's right. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's yeah. just what they do. And they're going to continue to do that. And they're going to think that, hey, our, our, our best defense against Joe Burrow is to run the ball and keep him on the sideline. They know that. They understand that. And they'll control the game like that. So the Bengals have to make sure early that we cannot let them set the tone with the running game and allow them to sustain drives by getting big chunks on first down. One thing about the way the Titans play, they tend to keep the opponent in the game because they 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 slow it all down. They yeah. run the yeah. ball. Yeah. They don't have a lot of explosive plays. Um, and they don't score quickly. They uh, tend to consume a lot of time off the clock, like yeah. what you said, trying to play yeah. keep away from Joe Burrow. So this game is going to be close, and uh, the Bengals are going to have to find a way to steal it in the end. E.T., hey, man, thank you for taking the time to join us. You're the best, my man. Anytime we Appreciate get to chop it up and talk football, yes, it's sir. always a good day. I'll see, I'll see you in the gym tomorrow, manana. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.